Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Our Golden Twenties podcast. My name is Sadie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tegan. And today, we are joined by a special guest, Justina Sadecki. Justina is a Canadian-based model and lifestyle influencer focused on body positivity, mental health, and wellness. In the past month, her Instagram following has jumped from 14,000 followers to just under 70,000 followers. We're excited to have her on the podcast today to discuss building a positive relationship with your body, boosting confidence, and balancing mental health with the pressures of social media. All right. Well, Justina, do you want to start by just telling us about yourself and, you know, how, why and how you became a model and influencer as well as like the journey that you've been on to get to where you're at today? my god I don't even know where to start um <laughs> let's start with the fact that my parents are Polish immigrants so I was born and raised in Toronto and my first language was Polish so I didn't speak English till I was like in grade school and my family is extremely traditional and conservative so I never really mm-hmm. had any kind of dream to be a model when I like literally the first thing I remember wanting was to be an artist and I grew up watching my mom like have very negative uh body image and kind of talk about herself in a very negative way and she was very controlling over like how I dressed and like what I wore to school and I wasn't allowed to wear bikinis and stuff like that so literally like it started very organically like my me posting on social media was kind of like me taking ownership of my body and kind of doing the stuff that I wasn't allowed to do for a really long time, which obviously my mom wasn't a huge fan of, and she still isn't really to this day. It's not, she doesn't make it a secret, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it just kind of, it started by me trying to be like rebellious against kind of what I was brought up with. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into something bigger and something different than I expected because a lot of people started to resonate with like the fact that I don't fit the regular standard of modeling like in regards Mm -hmm. to being either very very skinny or plus size and a lot of modeling agencies have also told me like hey like you're beautiful but we can't sign you because you're too big to be regular model and then in quotes so you know and too small to be plus size so I didn't really fit in either of those categories. And that's what kind of pushed me to also like continue to pave that road for myself and to advocate for myself and, you know, be part of the representation of a variety of bodies. And like, I'm not saying that, you know, I I represent all women, but I feel like there definitely needs to be more women that are comfortable, you know, being proud in their own skin and their own Mm -hmm. bodies, the way they exist. I feel like I'm like going way over Mm -hmm. what the scope of the question was, (laughs) but No, that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) What I loved about what you just said is how you were using social media as almost like a tool for self-exploration. I think that's so great. Like we talk a lot about social media on this podcast and how it can be so negative in a lot of ways, but then there, it also can be so positive and can be a great way to sort of explore, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. When you use it as a, as a public kind of like diary though, I mean, obviously like it has its pitfalls, Yeah. but no, like I definitely see it as like a medium where you can like explore yourself and express yourself and kind of see how that feels and be like, Hey, like I like when I talk about this and I actually maybe prefer not to go into that because that feels a little bit too personal, you know? Yeah, totally. And I think it's also like connecting with other people, you know, like connecting, like you said, you felt kind of alone and just your body type, for instance, or you didn't feel like there was other, there wasn't a box that you fit in necessarily. So it's also nice that you're using social media to connect with other people who might be feeling the same way as you. Yeah, thanks. So what has been sort of like a more detail your experience with body image especially now that you are so in the public eye because I don't think it's a secret that like everyone probably struggles with body image but how is that now that you're so like publicly viewed that's an interesting question because my growth was also don't get me wrong like I mean I was posting pretty regularly for about four years And the biggest growth that I've seen has happened in the last two months. Right. So like I went Mm -hmm. from 14K to almost 70 now in like less than two months. And I'm not going to lie. Like that's amazing. I mean, that's what I thought at first too. (laughs) But then uh, I'm not going to lie. Like the last few weeks I had a bit of a like spiral because all of a sudden it felt like this like space that I cultivated and I like put so much care and like passion into was invaded by like all of these strangers who Mm -hmm. just like felt entitled to comment on my body and the size of my whatever parts of my body and what they thought about it and calling me a prostitute and like like so many different things like hundreds and hundreds of comments that I was like honestly shocked because Mm -hmm. I never dealt with that before so like I'm not going to lie. Like it is, uh, challenging to be in the, it's challenging to be visible Yeah, because then everyone thinks that they're like, uh, they have access to you or they feel entitled to share their opinion with you in regards to like who you are and they don't know anything about who you are, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I, it helps me to take some time the last few weeks to just like take a break, not look at the comments and just really try to focus on what my intention is behind all of it at the end of the day. And I mean, I know that life is short and I know that my body is the way it is right now. And like a lot of people would agree that, you know, okay, maybe like conventionally speaking, this is, uh, you know, I, I look like a fit young woman, but I also know that like, you know, I have PCOS, I have a bunch of different like health issues and like genetics on my side that, you know, tell Mm -hmm. me a lot in regards to my future. And I'm fully aware of the fact that I'm going to probably lot curvier in a few years or like my body is going to change. Mm -hmm. And I just want to like be able to share it and like celebrate it as it is, no matter what state it's in. Even if like right now, like people are like, oh, you're just like, like what... I don't know. It's hard for me to talk about because people are like, oh, you're like the conventional like definition of beauty. And it's so weird because I don't see myself like that at all. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like 
I just want it to be a safe space where I can continue to express myself as I am and like the way I'm feeling. And I know that's going to change over time. And I don't remember what my point was. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's perfect. I mean, do you have any maybe like tips or advice for especially younger people who are present on social media who are probably dealing with you know not on the same scale I'm sure but Mm -hmm. almost everyone deals with you know negative comments and it could be from people you know or like in your situation strangers on the internet what would your advice be for people like that I like literally want to like hover over them and take their phone and throw it into the river. But (laughs) (laughs) I would say uh, don't take it so seriously. I think I definitely like made that mistake as well, where I took their word as Bible and I was like, oh my God, this like user 404 Mm -hmm. X zero thinks that like I need to do (laughs) more cardio, you know, I'm like, okay, well, who is that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard because I do think that like, social media is very addictive. So Mm -hmm. it's hard not to be looking at it all the time. And when you are, it causes a lot of anxiety. So I would honestly Mm -hmm. recommend like, do your best to like, get to know yourself and see what else you're into other than being on your phone. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel like I find my sanity in working out and lifting weights. And like, I have two cats that I like hang out with. And I don't know, there's like, there's so much more to life than social media. Like my mm. reasons for being on it, the way that I am are like more aligned to business at this point, but mm-hmm. in regards to like lifestyle, everyday living, and just like navigating uh, your own body image and comments and that kind of thing, just like take it with a grain of salt, realize that who you are is so much more than what anyone else on the internet could tell you. Cause they literally don't know, like only, you know, your own experience, you know, what you've been through, you know, who you are, like, don't let some strangers or even like a family member. Cause I know that yeah. a lot, I'm not the only one who's dealt with like, you know, family members or like aunts or whatever that see your Instagram. And they're like, Oh, like, who do you think you are? Like, what is mm-hmm. this? What is this prostitution? And it's like, Hey, but they also don't know you know, what you're going through and they're probably projecting their own shame or their own views about who a woman should be and all of that stuff. So Mm -hmm. just to sum it up, my main points of advice would be don't take it so seriously, you know, be present in the moment and like try to enjoy life as it is outside. I know that it's like hard because there's a lot of like really scary things going on, but I do think we also like dictate our own experiences and we can create experiences for ourselves that yeah I I don't know COVID is you know we're all aware of like the crazy stuff that's been happening the last few years and Mm -hmm. I myself am trying to dig myself out of various holes so I just like I would like to be transparent as well online about how you know it's not all rainbows and butterflies Mm -hmm. like it's really hard right and that's another side too is like I don't want anyone to ever look at me and be like oh she's got her shit together or like you know Mm -hmm. oh she's like beautiful or has this and I'm sure she's like so happy it's like uh no like I'm very much single and traumatized and like dealing with my own like wounds and stuff and I kind of that's one of my main messages too is that like you know everybody no matter what is going through something really hard that you don't know about 
mm-hmm. obviously that looks different for everybody. And sorry, I feel like this is like a really long run-on sentence right now. I'm going <laughs> to shut up. <laughs> no, I think that is so, so true. And honestly, it's so easy to forget that the person on the other side, if it's an influencer, no matter how big their following is, that they're a real person, you know, like there is Mm -hmm. definitely that screen that separates you. And I think that's why people feel empowered and why it's okay to say these things to people that they likely wouldn't actually say to somebody in the flesh because it's just, you know, sending a message and it doesn't feel like it's actually reaching another human on the other end of it. And I think what you're saying is it is, you know, and that negativity mm -hmm. really can wear somebody down and it can really impact their mental health. And I think Mm -hmm. too, for us and like living in the world that we live in now, it's also a huge goal for a lot of girls, especially young girls to become social media influencers, because you only really Mm -hmm. see the glamorous side. You see those brand trips, Mm -hmm. you see the free PR, you see those Mm -hmm. followers growing and it just seems so aspirational, but there is a whole side Mm -hmm. of it that doesn't always get like light shed on it. So honestly, thanks for being so transparent about it because I feel like that side is there and you don't Mm -hmm realize it until you're experiencing it and like you said it's then you're kind of questioning oh gosh I'm so proud of my growth but I wasn't expecting all of this to come along with it you know yeah so yeah yeah. so you already kind of talked about you know working out being a way that you disconnect but what are your other kind of go-to ways that you personally disconnect from social media you you know, shut off your phone and you really prioritize your mental health and your self-care? Um, I definitely like to, this is a very boring answer, but uh, <laughs> literally like my idea of relaxation is like stay in and like watch a bunch of RuPaul's Drag Race and eat a bunch of food and just like not really go on my phone, light some candles. That's literally it. Like I don't really... Yeah, literally is just like veg out, lay down and like just disassociate or stare at the ceiling for three hours. That's the that's the best. (laughs) (laughs) And like Drag Race of all shows, like the ultimate like feel good hype up show. I think that (laughs) that's perfect. I can see that for sure. Yeah, no. And I definitely I also feel like I'm inspired by them, too. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. queer, especially like there's, for example, like lots of like queer black men on the show and like they've been through so many obstacles in their lives and to get to where they are. And I don't know why there's a part of me that relates to that. I know I don't, I don't have the same experience at all, but yeah, there's something about the like LGBTQ plus community that I like really feel connected with Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So you kind of touched on this, but when it comes to influencers, I find that certain ones sort of create unrealistic expectations of what life really is. So how do you personally balance that and decide what to post? Because there is an element of, you know, you follow influencers because you want to be inspired, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, do you feel that there is almost like a moral obligation to be honest about like what's going on in your life or like, how are you navigating that? It's an interesting question, but honestly, I think I'm just very transparent with mm-hmm. my day to day. Like, I don't just like, so 
I do obviously have like analytics and stuff that I can look at and I can see which mm-hmm. posts perform the best, which ones mm-hmm. people like, you know, engage in the most. So I'll try to like have at least one of those every week to be consistent and just kind of give the audience what they're waiting for. <laughs> but at the same time, like I'm very like, I guess, emotionally in tune with myself on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what, I just, I feel very like called to like share. It's kind of literally like my, my public diary a little bit sometimes, like it usually happens spur of the moment. Like if I have emotions that are like a little bit too big feeling, I was also uh, diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So we could talk about that for like three hours. But (laughs) one of the things that characterizes that is your emotions feel very, very big Mm -hmm. and very, very heavy. So I, I think that's one of my ways of actually coping with it, which mm-hmm. some might argue is not a good way of coping with it is to post it on social media, but a lot of people resonate with it. And mm-hmm. it, so it's not to answer your question. It's not really something that's super staged. It is literally yeah. something that, you know, it's a day-to-day thing. I'm just like living life, being a human being. And then something happens or like someone cuts me off. That's not actually <laughs> what would happen, but like, let's say like I have a really bad day at work and everything yeah. like everything in my life feels like it's falling apart I'm not gonna like just be posting all happy stuff and Mm -hmm. acting like that's my life because I'll be transparent about what's actually going on because you know what like I went through so much time feeling so alone Mm -hmm. it would have helped me as a young woman to see someone be like hey you know I'm feeling this too you're not crazy you know and then I'd be like oh okay that's such a relief you know because like I was growing up when it was like HSM and like uh, J14 magazine and like I don't know why but at that time it just felt like there was no one really to look up to that was relatable yeah you know and honestly I feel like I could do a better job like I feel like I could probably do a better job of being more transparent because like the way that I post photos and stuff like I feel like I feel guilty because like my photo shoots and stuff that I do like that's not me on a daily basis like literally my feed is maybe me like five percent of the time so I've been Mm -hmm. really called to like I feel drawn to sharing more of my like mundane and like everyday like me sitting you could see my roles like all of that because like that's real life like Mm -hmm. this photo shoot stuff like that's fun and like I love to like create concepts and like stylize stuff and like edit it and because it's a whole process like I think a lot of people don't know that I actually like do a lot of that stuff from like start to finish like I'm not Mm -hmm. just like a model I also like edit everything or like I get all the like clothes and props and everything together you know but Mm -hmm. uh, I forget what the and what I was supposed to say at the start (laughs) what were you asking no that's perfect I mean I think you do a good job of towing the line between obviously like a lot of your shots look like professional and I think that like there's an understanding as viewing that but then I also find that a lot of your content is real and honest like more than a lot of people that I follow at least from my perspective, I guess everyone's feed is different, but, and I feel like that kind of stuff would resonate with people. I don't know, like, or at least it resonates with me if I'm scrolling through my feed because, you know, I see 10 beautiful people in a row. And so it's like, I connect with the person who I feel like is a real person who I could, you know, hang out with. That's the kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. I think yeah. I, I also see it 
through like a lens of like, oh shit, like I, you know, I'm really hard on myself as well. And yeah. I want people to know that as well. Cause I think a lot of us are. Yeah, totally. 100%. And I think like your position is really finding the balance between, you know, still that aspirational content, but still the relatable and real content. So it definitely mm-hmm. is like a tricky spot to be in, but yeah, like Tegan said, I totally echo that. I feel like you're doing mm-hmm. well. And I also want to say too, like, you have to be so vulnerable, like sharing your stories. Yeah. And I don't know how you do that because <laughs> I can't even be vulnerable, like on dates, never mind on like yeah. the internet where yeah. literally anybody can see it, you know? So yeah, I think that's really brave of you. And I feel like you know, just hearing you talk about it, you're so confident about it, like being like, I know somebody can relate to this. And I know like, Mm. the way I message it, like, I know I can tackle this topic or whatever it is. So where do you get that confidence from? Is it just knowing that somebody out there will resonate and you know what it feels like to feel alone? Or where does that confidence come from? Am I allowed to swear? (laughs) Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of like a fuck it mentality, mm, but yes. ironically, ironically, that comes from a very, very dark place. Mm. I can like, I, I don't mind sharing because this is like, I wear, I could wear this on my sleeve if I had to, but mm. I, um, I've had a few very, very dark rock bottom moments where I like had like suicidal ideation. Mm. and uh, everything seemed very bleak and I don't think you fully understand like depression and like how important it is to get help until Mm. you're in that very Mm. dark place yourself or you've seen someone very close to you in that place Uh, Mm -hmm. so I have been in that place a few times and getting out of it and like consciously making the decision to keep going and being like, you know what, like I'm going to make decisions for myself and I'm going to do everything it takes to maybe not be happy. Cause I feel like happy is not a very realistic goal, mm. but mm. to, you know, just, I don't know even how to ex- explain it with words, but there's mm. something so like almost exhilarating to like come out of like almost a near death experience mm. and be like, yeah. you know what? Like, it doesn't really matter, you know? And yeah. totally. I'm, and experiencing that also like made me feel okay. Like, holy shit. There's people out there that are dealing with this on a daily basis. Like that's mm-hmm. freaking insane. Like I, I like, and I like, and it's like an intense amount of pain that I don't even know how to explain to someone, you know, who hasn't dealt with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just like that kind of pushes me forward as, as weird as that might sound. Cause it comes from a very dark place that a lot of people don't like to talk about. It makes people mm-hmm. very uncomfortable. And like, I am a little mindful of that. And I try not to bring that up too much because people are like, Oh, are you okay? Like, am I going to call 911? And I'm like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like, no, just listen to me. You know, like, yeah. But yeah, that's where that comes from, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that, like you said, even if it is something that's maybe uncomfortable, I think it is important to talk about. And if that's what motivates you, like that's amazing, you know, and the fact that Mm -hmm. you were able to pull yourself out of that and you use it now as motivation to keep creating content, to keep connecting with people. So people who have maybe similar feelings as you did. I think like that's so admirable and you should be like really proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. Thanks. 
can you tell that I've been to a lot of therapy by how long I talk? I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I feel like we I do my sense. own therapy. And the therapist <laughs> just sits there and I'm just figuring out the answers to my own problems. But anyway. That's so funny. That's what this podcast is for Tegna and I. Honestly, it's just yeah. like us spilling all of our thoughts and feelings every single week. It is so <laughs> therapeutic. It's just like an added bonus that people actually want to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, at this point, we're just amazing. doing it. Yeah. We're just doing it to get this off our chest. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you can come back anytime. You just need our long-winded rant. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. No, I love it. <laughs> awesome. I mean, so kind of changing topics, like you said, you've grown your following in like a crazy amount in such a short amount of time. Could you talk a little bit about what, like, were you planning on always like aiming to be, you know, an influencer Or was this just something that like something randomly blew up and you were like, okay, no, I'm going to follow this. Like, how did this all happen? Definitely to some extent planned and to some not. Because obviously like I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I created a vision board a few months ago and on it, it says a hundred thousand followers along with some Mm. other things like picture of, uh, I don't want to like spill it all because I yeah. feel like there's going to be someone listening to this who's going to put out bad energy or something. <laughs> or, <laughs> yes, like, we're not it. jinxing the vision board. Yes, no, no. need to get into details. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, like I literally, that's all I could focus on was 100K, 100K, 100K. It was like tunnel vision. Yeah. But it's crazy because um, originally I was like 50K, like 50K is like the big goal. Mm. And then someone was like, no, 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 you need to say 100K because then you're going to for sure beat it. You're going to at least like, you're going to at least hit 50K, you know, mm-hmm. if you say 100 in your head. And then I was like, okay, so how do I do this? And I started to literally just analyze social media and the patterns. And like, literally, it just forces you to stop being a grandma and be like, okay, like, <laughs> you have to pay attention to like, it's constantly coming up with new tools. There's constantly like, for example, reels are relatively Mm -hmm. new. Right. And the only reason I swear to God that I blew up is because of reels. Like my one reel, Mm -hmm. the one that started it all was like this four second clip of me. And that morning I literally just opened my drawer and I was like, wow, I have so many bikinis. Let me take a video of me wearing all of them. And then just do it, <laughs> did a quick transition. It was like really just lighthearted and yeah. I didn't put too much thought into it. And then after I posted it, nothing really happened. And then three weeks later, my phone started to blow up. That video blew up. Wow. Wow. And so for someone that wants to grow, obviously, like I was doing all of the stuff that like we're told to do on like. Yeah. as content creators, which is like use hashtags, post consistently, uh, you know, post on stories. But mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until I started using like trending audios on reels. So basically when you see an audio at the bottom and there's like an arrow going up, that means that that audio is currently trending. And especially mm-hmm. if it has under 10K uses, that's like a trick. Like another social media manager like told me that. I started using a few of those audios and then literally like two out of the few that I've done like blew up and I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So it's basically like, if you want to grow content and stuff, you have to learn to work smart, not hard because Mm -hmm. I was working hard for like four years. And then literally I just like 
switched up my strategy a little bit. And in like two months, it literally exploded, which was kind of scary. Cause I'm like, wow, okay. This is a very powerful tool. Yeah. Uh, how mm-hmm. do I want to use it? So I want to be a little bit more intentional with that. Cause, uh, as you can probably imagine from like a four second video of me in bikinis, like <laughs> there was a lot of men there, uh, which is not necessarily right. my target audience. <laughs> yeah so yeah anyways that's that's some tips that I would say for like in terms of growing in a very short time is pay attention to you know what's changing the apps like if Instagram gives you a new tool or like TikTok or whatever it is like use it it's there for a reason and yeah just like be open to change and like adapting and like I think that one big part of success is definitely being adaptable yeah definitely and what are like don't get into specifics if you don't want to jinx it but what are your like goals or where would you like to go in the future as far as like your account or your career what are you working towards oh my gosh so my dream was and this is actually like so this is what I've been wanting for like at least the last like five years which was by the time I'm 30 so I'm turning 26 in like two weeks I wanted to build a platform and a community where I won't need to work a nine to five. And I think that's a pretty common theme with a lot of people right now. I think people Mm -hmm. are waking up and they're like, I don't want to be tied to any corporation. I want to do whatever Mm -hmm. I want when I want to. Yeah. But I've had that feeling for a very long time. Like I knew for a very long time that I wouldn't be one of those people who has a job and a house and I go to work to an office and I come home and I just do the same thing every day for like 50 years. Like that's not me. So I always kind of looked for like very unconventional ways of like having my freedom and my like liberation and getting my money in my own way. So my goal for my account would be to, you know, be able to have a stable income from it build a community of like-minded individuals. And I would love to have my own brand. Like I would love to at some point have like a clothing brand for a variety of body types, possibly bathing suits. And then eventually I want to have art workshops because I am trained in fine art as well. Like I paint, but that seems like a more like later in life thing for me. I think, I think right now there's like a lot of exploration online and I never saw it as like a materialistic or like, I don't even know how to say it, like model-y kind of thing. Like right. I'm, I'm doing it because I see, I always, I see so many opportunities. I think that Instagram and like social media can open so many doors it, you can network, you can meet so many people. Like I want to move to like California or somewhere really warm. And that might be happening, you know, relatively soon, just because of this, you know, account. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. I think people should be also like mindful of how it can be such a huge like like doorway into so many different like opportunities and situations. I love that, especially since we spent pretty much the entire episode kind of shitting on social media, <laughs> shedding light <laughs> on the you know dark side of it. I think that's such a great you know, thing to throw in is like how it does open those doors up for people and for people who feel like just like an average person, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. now more than ever, just everyday people like you and me are, you know, living out their dreams because of social media. So it's like, yes, of course there is that dark side, but it's also so 
liberating when you, a nine to five doesn't feel fulfilling for you. It's so, you know, exciting to not know what's next, but just know you're continuously growing and the sky's the limit kind of thing. So I think yeah. that's definitely, I'm glad you brought that up too, because that was actually going to be one of my questions was what's your favorite part of, you know, social media. <laughs> and I think you've already answered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And connecting to people, obviously, like, yeah. honestly, like kind, the people who like share kindness and like, encouragement like literally keep me going there's so many people that like reach out on a consistent basis and they're like oh my god like I love what you're doing you're killing it keep going I'm like oh my god okay maybe I won't stop you know because obviously in the last few weeks with all this happening I did have moments where I was like shit okay like is this actually what it was like a careful what you wish for kind of moment Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. truly had a moment where I was like I'm not sure if this is what I want to do yeah but that mm-hmm. kind of brought me down to earth. Like there obviously is always going to be negativity everywhere, but there's also like so much light and there's so much good. And like, I do think that sometimes it is a matter of just like literally looking for it and mm-hmm. choosing to look at that side. Cause it's very, it's, it's like way too easy to be negative. Like it's scary how easy it's to be negative. Mm-hmm. Like I know that at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I mean, was there anything else that you wanted to like bring up and chat about on this episode? No, I mean, this is a whole other topic, but I would love to talk about dating in today's world because that freaking sucks. But that's a whole other that's a whole <laughs> other day, a yeah. whole other time. <laughs> yes, we'll definitely have to have you back to talk about that because we have a few dating episodes here and there, but it is just a whole other thing. I'm curious though, like since blowing up, has that impacted your dating life at all? Like have people recognized you on like I'm like assuming you're on dating apps or something. I feel like everybody in the dating world right now, that's how you like meet people. But have you had any like weird encounters that way? Or is it all just kind of the other dating woes of being a single woman Mm. in 2022? (laughs) (laughs) I actually haven't been on a dating app in quite a while, but I have had like men DM me because of certain things that went viral. But like, I feel like the kind of, the kinds of men that were like, being attracted to those weren't very high quality so mm. <laughs> yes yeah. I know when you were talking about the community you want to grow I was like let's just weed out all those men that we know are DMing you from like all the reels that are growing <laughs> up let's just be like a girl gang you know like empowerment yeah. group here because that's definitely the community yeah. safe space. that you're wanting yeah. yeah that safe space and just like lifting each other up the like feeling of watching RuPaul's Drag Race that is what you're trying to cultivate mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah I do want to say like I I do want I do want to be part of like the community and the growth towards you know women feeling more of like a sisterhood towards each other Mm. versus feeling competitive and Mm. um, feeling like there's only a certain amount of success and love and like money to go around like there's enough for all of us like there's Mm. enough for all of us to you know coexist and to like love and appreciate each other and I think we have so much work to do with that just because obviously like with men there's also women that hate on me but like mm. <laughs> um I think you know we have a long way to go but like I want to be a part of that and I'm feeling optimistic about the future and 
I don't know, I think it starts with each and every one of us. And I'm going to stop being cheesy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much, though. I think you bring up such a great point as like, why are women so competitive? Like it's, it's mind boggling, you know, like, of course, there's enough like money to go around. There's enough success enough, you know, like we can all do this together and we should, we can do it a lot better if we like help each other get there, you know, and if we're like Mm -hmm. cheering each other on and supporting each other. So I love that so much. Yeah. I think that's all the questions we had for you from our end. Do you mind just maybe letting our listeners know where they can find you like on Instagram and whatnot? We'll link everything in the show notes, but if you just want to do a quick little shameless plug. (laughs) You can uh, find me mainly on Instagram at justina.sadecki. I'm also venturing into TikTok, but I am Mm -hmm. not a regular and I do not have really a following, but same username. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll likely find out about every other place you can find me. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I feel like it was very insightful and you are a very inspiring person in the way that, I don't know, I find your view on things very refreshing and very real and honest. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you sharing that with us and all our listeners. Thank you for the free therapy session. And I'm so (laughs) sorry. You guys are just, you guys are just sitting there smiling while I'm like trauma dumping. And I'm like, oh my God. They're like, oh shit. Like, what if we like, are we sure this was a good choice? No, this was exactly what we wanted. Like, thank you for being so vulnerable because like Tegan said, it just makes it so much more relatable, you know? And like, I think it's hard to be vulnerable. Like, I know I've already said Mm -hmm. that, but like, for me, it's one of the things I struggle with the most. So like hearing your story and how Mm -hmm. open you are about it is just like, so, so amazing. Like, honestly, thanks for sharing everything you did. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for giving me a platform to talk and share my story and uh, for giving other people that opportunity as well. I think it's really awesome. Thanks everyone for listening and a special thank you to Justina for joining us on this week's episode as per all other episodes where we interview someone, all of their information will be in the bio. So be sure to go check out Justina, especially on Instagram to see the content that we've been talking about and to give her a follow. You can also follow us. We're at our golden twenties and we're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, Spotify. And we also have a Patreon community, which is the best way to show your support for the podcast. Make sure you are following us and subscribe to us so that you see when the new episodes drop every Tuesday. And thank you so much for listening.